Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. Nice, nice. Hey, everyone. How are we all doing? Welcome to the Tuesday tune-in. Um, yeah, if this is your first time... Onto the Tuesday tune-in. Uh, I'm Andy. This is Dave. Nice to meet you. Uh, from Evertrek. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us on you know what's going to be an, an awesome live. Um, Dave, we're going to be talking about Killy. We're going to be doing the winner announcement. Yes. Quite excited. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we're going to talk all things Kilimanjaro. And winner announcement? Apparently it's competition. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, winner announcement. Very excited. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I, I already know. What, the winner? Yeah. yeah you can't tell everyone. I know, I know, I can't tell everyone, but I'm really excited. <laughs> but yeah, no, awesome. One of my favourite lives to do, like, yeah. every time we do it. Um, the competition winner announcement is just, oh, I can't wait to do it. But yeah. Kilimanjaro must come first. Exactly. So we're, we're going we're gonna to start with, obviously, the trip, because uh, there's a lot of people on here as well who uh, have been watching this Tuesday tune-in. So we started the Tuesday tune-in way back feels like the dark days now during I, I, the pandemic. It was March 2020. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? What was it? going on during March 2020? Because uh, I think we had a little free time on got cancelled. Yeah, that was it, yes. That was, that was really good. Yeah, oh. Stereophonics gig went ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we, 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 we kind of started this, the Tuesday tuning back then, and this is actually, I think, the 151st episode. So... Last week, typically, we forgot to celebrate a quite a big milestone, which is 150 <laughs> episodes. It was literally afterwards we sat down and Zach... Um, when oh, it's episode 150. <laughs> yeah, Zach is now where I put the producer, would you say? Uh, yes. Because uh, uh, I, I already saw a comment say, this is getting posh. You're right, we're moving up in the world. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we've, over the years, we've, we've kind of, we've done, uh, you know, we went to the Altitude Centre, we've been at Cotswold Outdoors. Um, we've done some kind of uh, work at Brecon Mountain Rescue around the charity stuff. Uh, here at Evertrack headquarters, um, but hopefully going forward, we you know have a little uh, kind of trying to rejig the setup, trying to make it a bit more, um, uh, you know, because uh, around the, the technical side of it. And Zach, who's just behind the camera there, he's uh, hey Zach, he's giving his hands up like this. You wouldn't normally. I would turn my webcam around to show. But we you haven't the got setup, one now. But they would. You wouldn't believe the <laughs> setup that's in front of me right now. It's. Um, what do we say? We never let professionalism get in the way of a good show. I know. Yeah, right. Zach. Zach's the opposite. <laughs> exactly. He is. He is yeah, 100 yeah. professionalism. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, we're really excited, and you know, we, we tend to talk about different subjects because one thing we wanted to do, especially during the pandemic, um, and why we started these Tuesday tunings, is to answer people's questions. Um, you know, for all the different trekking adventures out there. Obviously, high altitude is, you know, is what we do. Uh, you know, on the majority of our trips. <clears throat> and we're doing it for several years now. And 
Kilimanjaro, we've been doing it for just about just over three years, uh, three and a half years. We've been running trips to the summit of, of Kilimanjaro, and we and we enjoy doing these kind of competitions. So any questions about the trip? Because obviously, if you've entered it, great. Um, we've had over twenty thousand people actually enter the competition, which is nuts. Um, so thanks to everyone for being a part of this. Um, obviously, especially our Evertrekkers and the community. Um, and sadly, obviously, there it can only be one or two winners, or one you choose a friend uh, to go with you. Um, uh, but we always, um, you know, keep an eye on your emails as well after the, the live because we do things like runner-up prizes and things like that. So do keep an eye on mm -hmm. those. And something a bit different today, isn't it? We're actually going to call the winner. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done this before. No, no pressure at all. So nothing can go wrong. Yeah, exactly. So if you are watching this <laughs> and your phone starts to ring, try not to swear. Let's keep the internet a clean and safe place for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but awesome. But guys, there's so many people on here. I just want to quickly say hello yeah, to. Yeah, I'm so just reading through some of the comments. Danica, Gav, Samuel, Syed, Jimbo, Callan, Mick. Pratesh, Maria, Jennifer, Sam, Mick Kate. Hamilton's on here. Hey, Mick, how you doing? Pratesh. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Yeah, it's really good to see some new faces. We always yeah. do when Jerome, we do the competition. Of course, the designated rock carrier is here. Bry with his three-year-old acceptance speech. Hang on, it's Bry. <laughs> no, I haven't got his name anywhere. <laughs> Bry. Yeah. He's the eternal. He's, he's the eternal winner in life, anyway. And Thomas, I've done EBC and wants to do Killy next year. A great, we've got, so you've got some questions there, and we will get to the questions because we've had heaps in on email, <coughs> which is um, which is in our, our little WhatsApp group. So we've got lots yeah. of lots of those questions. We'll be going through them, but I'll tell you what. Let's start with Killy because yeah, it's it's an epic trip, and we did um, we were fortunate to go on a trek back in just before the pandemic, which was February 2020. Yeah. So let, let, let's go back a few years prior to any lockdowns and the word like furloughs and all that stuff. Mm. We um. We were trundling up a little mountain back in yeah. February 2020. It was the last normal thing we did before yeah, COVID. It was. Um, COVID was in the kind of news in the newspapers, but it hadn't actually hit home. Yeah. But we thought, do you know what? Let's escape <clears> the <throat> reality and go to Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Honestly, it was amazing. It was one of the best things I've ever done. And it, I still talk about it today, yeah. summit yeah. night. And... Honestly, it's one of the things that just, I, I look back on that night and even now, like this few years later, I still can't quite believe we did it. You know, it was surreal. It's a, it's, it's harder, I think, Killy, and there's no getting around this, it's, it's a difficult challenge. I think, um, you know, we've been, I mean, like between us, we've been to Everest Base Camp nine times. Yeah. Uh, you know, multiple ascents of Tupcal and other peaks uh, in South America. I've uh, got a Machu Picchu and obviously Killy as well. And, you know, <clears throat> we kind of know a thing or two about what it takes from a high altitude perspective. Mm -hmm. Kilimanjaro is tough. Um, I mean, it's it, the route we do, which is via the Lamosha route. In in our opinion, one of the best uh, kind of routes to, to take on Kili is because of the length of it. And obviously, we called our trip Kilimanjaro the long way for a reason. Yeah. Because it's about climatization. Um, now there are shorter routes. There's a lot of routes up there. Um, which you know we, we could run trips to, but the fact is is that the success rate on all of those routes are significantly lower than the Lamosha route. And you know we don't want to beast you don't want to beast yourself. You want to get up there, enjoy it. You know, okay, there's there's going to be pain along the way. You can't get along. You can't get away from that because it's a challenge. But the success rate on the Lamosha is far far higher. Isn't far it? higher, yeah. You know, I mean there are 
you know, there are five or six routes to get to the top of Kilimanjaro. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's some companies that offer like a variation. The reason yeah. why we stick to the Lamosho, because for us, we're an adventure travel company. And where one thing we're not about is rushing anywhere. Yeah. So we thought to ourselves, well, how can we make the best adventure and give people the best chance of success and also see the most of the mountain and spend the longest time there? Because yeah, yeah. that's what we're about. We're not yeah. about rushing to the top to see how quick we can do it. Exactly. If you want to do that, that's entirely possible. But the Lamosho route for us is amazing because yeah. you, you kind of take a quite a long looping route through jungles, like right at the beginning, the first couple of days, yeah. we saw monkeys in the trees. <coughs> Who were trying to wee on us, which is quite, it, you know, it, yeah, there was the... Avoid, the, you know, lesser into that. The monkey shower was, um, was unfortunate <laughs> because it was peeing directly onto the path and I was like, what the hell? Oh, all right. Um, but it was amazing yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what we we're about. It's yeah. an experience as well as reaching the summit. Um, and g given that it takes, you know, sort of eight days, it means that, that you have longer to acclimatize, <coughs> you you know gain your altitude more gradually yeah. which means that when you reach the summit a you have reached the summit and b you don't yes. feel like you want to turn around and just run back down you might feel that way but at least we've but first is we've got you there um and you know we get you up and down safely and that that's what the lamo show offers it's the perfect combination it i is. think between adventure time absorption yeah. and and success exactly um i hear there might have been some audio issues hopefully it's all good now um, it looks a thumbs up from Zach. We all good? Audio? Yeah, there's a big thumbs up. Awesome. Great to see some first timers on here as well. We've got Ryan Curry, we've got Rian, yeah. uh, any of Griffiths Taylor, we've got Steve North. Great and welcome um, to the Tuesday tune in. So, yeah, going back to Killy, so you've got the Lamosha route. And for us, it takes several days to, to get to the summit. And the first few days are, are not that bad, are they? You know, you, get, you go through no. big tree camp, you've got Shearer. Shira one, Shira two. So you're on this plateau, mm -hmm. and you can sh you can see the the what they call the Kibo Dome of Kili, um, because it's a volcano, right? Um, even though obviously it's a mountain, it's it's a, a, a an extinct volcano, dormant volcano. I think Kibo is technically dormant, dormant. but the other two, Morenzi um, and Shira, are uh, uh, extinct. extinct yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was waiting for the whole time on my way up there. <laughs> for just that rumbling but uh no i think it is that was snoring yeah when you look at it kibo because it's um yeah, yeah. it's a huge big volcano yeah. with several different um sort of what would you call them domes yeah 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 well it's quite yes yeah, loads of them yeah, yeah, yeah kibo yeah. being the highest kibo's the one we climb yeah the highest point of that is called uhuru peak yeah which i think uhuru means freedom nice dave yeah never felt never felt more free it was amazing, honestly. The, the, from warmth, because it was cold. Yeah, there. It, 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 was, it was pretty cold. I just saw a comment there. I think it was from... Holly, was it? No, who was it Andrew? from? Andrew? Shearer 1, Shearer 2. Someone who said that, uh, I remember... Andrew Scott, brilliant. I, I see what you did there. Uh, there was a Rianne. Did Kilimanjaro last year. Uh, summit night was brutal. I think I oh. saw most of the way up and felt like I was dragged back down because I was so tired. Not an uncommon sight, but honestly, you did it. You did, you did it, it exactly. 100%. You it doesn't matter there. how you get at the top. And it is emotional, man. Like, i got to be honest, I thought it was I, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. But I was also aware of just how lucky I was with acclimatization. You saw some other groups. Potentially, maybe Struggling. they were on the shorter ones. Yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. really tell yeah. the difference yeah. when it takes... When, when they get to that point, sort of yeah. when you're on your way up to Stellar Point and you haven't acclimatized that well, it, man, it's, it's like you're walking through custard. <laughs> it does. It's, it, it's interesting because we all had our Garmin watches, our Sunto watches, tracking the steps, you know, good old Strava. If it didn't happen on Strava, it didn't happen, right? Uh, and it actually didn't recognize that we were moving. We were moving that slow, especially summit night. 
because um, you know we start the. Uh, I feel like we're skipping ahead, but you know, we, whilst we're on summit like summit night, we may as well talk about mm-hmm. it uh, because there's a few days before this, and some of them are epic. The it takes about eight hours to get to the summit rim, and that is in the dark. So it's you know, especially if you enjoy your sleep like me, um, you know, and you only have an hour or two uh, night's sleep the night before. Um, you know, you do feel a bit zombified. Like that's part of the challenge as well as the difficulty because it's quite steep mm. but you're going so slow it's hard sometimes to go that slow but you kind of have to really from a, a, an altitude perspective um you know if you rush up there you're going to struggle on the summit and, yeah. and it can get dangerous so you know we do take our time and, and the team we've um you've been working with now for the last few years have got an awesome track record of summit success um and obviously working with us um you know and putting our kind of prep into it and some of our standards you know it's an it's a it, it's an epic trip in, in, in its own right. Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, those summit, when we went up there, it was, it was amazing because we, we had that kind of sunrise come up mm-hmm. and we were like, yay, it's sun. And then Honestly, ping pong ball. It was because we had a, there, was a, <laughs> there was a storm the night before. So I remember lying in bed. Shamai, Daniel. <laughs> Shamai. I remember lying in bed. Is that Welsh, is it? it okay. <laughs> wow. And I remember lying in bed in the tent. Oh, I yeah. couldn't sleep a wink. And it would be pitch black, and all yeah. of a sudden the, the tent would light up with these flashes of lightning. Oh, yeah, it's a big storm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I wish I was. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not climbing. But the next day, we still had the tail end of all the wind. Yeah. So when we were walking up to the top, it felt like it felt like there was just a train continually passing by my ears. Yeah, yeah. Just that shh noise from the wind. And then we got to the top, and it was really cold. And I remember thinking, this sun's going to come up, this glorious <laughs> African sunset sunrise and it's just going to bathe me in its light yeah, yeah. and it did for about 30 seconds and then it went and it was the inside of a ping pong ball and uh, i think the temperature if anything it dropped and um yeah but do you know what added to it for me well it whatever things are hard and difficult it's kind of the in your memory then say a year down the line and you know you're thinking back to it that's the part kind of you remember is because yeah. you've been through the challenge we call it type two fun don't we it's yeah. it's not necessarily fun at the time you know unless you're you know, you enjoy that kind of stuff, which you know, some of us do, uh, which is all good. But it's definitely afterwards. You're like, that was awesome. That was amazing. Um, well, actually, it was it was quite challenging. And yeah, all of us were cold. I mean, yeah, um, I rarely wear jackets over my down jacket. But even then, it was that cold, right? It was, yeah, no, it was I mean, rare occasion. It was, it was cold. the wind. Yeah, it was it was the wind that cut through us. I think that was really cold. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it for the world. And it is that type two fun when like everyone says like. It's funny because we have a conversation. We will get to the other <coughs> days that are in between start and summit. <laughs> I but, know. I think we we rushed ahead. This but, is know, what, this is what Killy does. It draws you to the summit. Yeah, and the first thing that. everyone, you know, those of you that have done Killy and those of you that will do Killy, yeah. will soon soon know that if you meet someone else that does it, and you're like, hey, is it going to? I've done Killy. I've done Killy. What was summit like for you? Yeah, it was. It's the first thing that comes up. But it is that type two fun. I mean, anyone that's ever taken an Andy shortcut will know about type two fun. Excuse me. It's all about it's all about shortcuts, mate. Yeah, it is. It's a, it, what, Except, unless on killing. Andy's <laughs> one. It's a it's a shortcut to a longer route. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Well, it's all it. training for the for the bigger challenges. Um, so okay, and so here yeah. we go. So we're gonna exclude summit night. Okay. Highlight of the trip. Ooh. Other than summit night. Mm. Drop me in it there. I personally, whenever I go on any of these trips, you know, Everest Base Camp, um, you know, was was one of the first and. Coming back from that is, is, is how we set the company up. Um, uh, you know, obviously we've gone on a little bit from there and we had 
Evertrekkers who enjoyed Everest Base Camp so much, and obviously the group side of things, they wanted to go elsewhere. Yeah. And I think that, for me, is when we go to on these trips and you meet other people. Mm. So the group side of it, I mean, we, you know, we, you know, you think of the people we went to Killy with. Obviously, we're still in touch. We're mates. I know yeah. some of them we were friends before. But I kind of think, for me, part of the, obviously, it's great whatever you get to, but any travel, any challenge, any adventure you go on, it is about the people you meet. You yeah. know, and that can be the locals, you know, the porters, the guides, you know, the hotel staff, you know, people who pick you up from the airport, you know, some of the bar staff out there, the chefs, the cooks, even the people who look after your toilets, you know, they're all lovely people and you get to know them. Um, and then obviously the people in your group, the yeah. people you, you go through those challenges with. It forges, in my mind, those relationships. Pressure those, forges the diamond. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, and I think on trips, I think that's a big, big thing for me is that all about the people you travel with obviously the destination is amazing but it's the journey as well you know awesome that is a great answer <coughs> well, I, I, Sorry, Dave, I'm gonna throw the ball I can't you, use that um, yeah so I'm gonna be you're gonna be like it's all about the people I'm gonna say right <laughs> never mind the people forget those <laughs> I think Barranco okay, okay. Wall one of the most memorable things yeah, I ever actually, did yeah that's a great point. Um, yeah I think it's because it's a, it was a little bit of a micro journey within a journey for me that one because I remember yeah, going yeah. up to Lava Tower really really looking forward to lava terror on my way up there <coughs> it was one of the bits i was like oh, i just really want to see this structure yeah, yeah and when i got there i just felt rough so <coughs> i was like oh i don't feel that good so i didn't really look at it i sat in the tent ate some chicken drank loads of water <laughs> walked down to barranco and i saw this big black wall in front of me and it's hard to discern how you'd climb it from such far it away it's formidable doesn't it and i remember yeah, yeah. like going to bed with that this is what i live for right you know yeah. when you go to bed before you're about to do something and i get that buzz yeah. I get this fizz that I'm excited about. Yeah. It's strange. It's like, the best way I can describe it is how, I've never done one, but it must feel like before you, you know, do a bungee jump or just before you jump in to swim with sharks. And I had that feeling and that's what I love about aero trips as well. Yeah. It's not the trip as a whole that does it, it although it does. Mm. It's, each day gives you that experience. Yeah. So the next day I was like buzzing. Climbed the wall. It was amazing. But the top was just... You liked the music, didn't you? It, do you know what? It was the <laughs> best mini that. party I've ever I done. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. to the top of Barranco Wall, yeah. spoilers by the way, and it's just this big flat kind of rock on top of a cliff. Yeah. All you can see ahead of you is cloud, so you can get a cool picture of you jumping in the clouds. Yeah. But our guide, this is what I love about Africa, like the guides are just, they're, they're party animals, man. Yeah. And the one guy was put on um, Little Richard, right? So we were listening to Lucille, Long Tall Sally, um, yeah, it's a bit of an uh, eclectic mix yeah. um, going on there. I mean, you know, not everyone's cup of tea. But we had a few people walk past, go, "How oh, can you play that music?" And we're like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> but it was it, it was a great energy. Uh, you great see, for energy. me, the, there are places you know where I've been. I've been to Everest Base Camp and other trips where you think you know this is a moment for sort yeah. of quiet reflection. It's a different vibe. For me, Killy, though, it's a lot of lot of high energy, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it, Killy is like, and you meet people. It's like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. it's a big energy. Yeah. It's like a celebration, you know. Yeah, and uh, that, that's how yeah. I took it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are those moments of quiet reflection. Yeah, you know, where you can just sit back and look at drink where you in. are and drink it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you know, it's the buzz and the energy was um, fantastic, especially on that day, amazing. Oh, no, it was special. No, Branco Wall, I think you're right there, Dave. It's, it's definitely a massive highlight, especially because it, you know, if you've not done much scrambling before, I mean, I'm just reading through the comments now, there's a lot of people who, you know, haven't really done much you know, climbing or things like that. And with, with Killy, you know, it is, it is just a trekking peak. It is just walking. Um, you know, obviously it is a challenge, um, but 
when it comes to the technical aspect, I mean, this is probably the most difficult part, Barranco Wall. But having done it, um, and known varied levels of experience in the mountains, um, you, know, you don't have to be a superhero, you don't have to be massively fit, it helps. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's nothing technical. There, there's one area where they call kissing rock, because you kind of climb around it and you, you can kiss the rock if you like, it's up to you. Um, and then you, that's kind of the most exposed bit, that's one bit. But the guides are there to make sure that you're safe, um, you know, nothing obviously happens to you. And yeah. um, it's having been up there, it's not as bad as you kind of read about um, in terms of the, uh, that, little, that little part there. But most of it, you know, you've got about two, 250 meters of ascent and you literally, there's a path that kind of winds its way through it. Um, and some of it's a bit scrambly, but actually it's awesome. Yeah, and, no, and as Dave, I think it's no surprise, yeah, I mean, I know I was getting a bit philosophical with the, the people stuff, but in terms of the physical stuff and the challenges stuff, Barranca Wall is, 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 oh yeah, you know, it's fantastic. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. One of the best. Absolutely loved it. Loving the, loving the comments as well. Steve North sounds like I'm the guy for this. Uh, we've got Denise, scrambling course in July booked. Yeah, it all helps, doesn't it? Anything you do. Um, when it comes to getting out of the mountains and walking. Yeah. That could be walking your dog, it could be getting out and doing a, an hour for lunch, it could be getting out Penavan, Snowden, Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike, even the Yorkshire Dales, whatever you want to go hiking, it all helps. It yeah. all adds to the the kind of the getting you prepared, ready for summit night. Hundred percent. You know? I mean Zach, producer man behind the camera there, is yeah. doing it in October. Yes. Um, with Jody. Yeah, one of our Avietis, Dancing Yeti as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the things we've talked about is doing the um, doing a night hike. That's a good point. That does, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. doing a night hike Massive. and then just because that's the thing that Killy offers, and the one thing that's like quite exciting, but also can be quite intimidating, yeah. is that you know some people may have trekked at altitude before, some people may have trekked at night before. Some people may have trekked like up a big mountain like that before, yeah. but really would you do all three? Yes. You know, and that's what Kilimanjaro offers you. It's that yeah. experience to be, it has that real expedition feel on summit night that you are leaving yeah, late at night yeah, yeah, yeah. at high altitude, lit only by a head torch. Everyone's yeah. around is like dressed to the gills in their high altitude warm stuff. And yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely amazing. Lots of talk actually about- I know, we've got some good, Good people doing there. people doing lots of the UK big three peaks. Climbing Snowden um, or Moitha, uh, awesome to, to hear that. Brona, Brona, is that an Irish name? Because it terrifies me. I never get them right. You're awful with names. I am, but <laughs> I mean, so, sometimes <laughs> I, it's really hard to discern the pronunciation. Um, but yeah, um, I am bad with names. I, I think I owe everyone, was it a pint every time I get I a name I was going to say, Dave, you, you may as well just put the card behind the bar. And just leave it. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's too many beer fines for you. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Um, I see. See who else. Uh, so there's. Um, ah, yeah. It is. There Honest we go. Oh, got, it right. got it right. Got it right. I see. It back, there you dude. are, mate. There you back. are. Well done, mate. Well done. Um, well done, Brona. Yeah. <laughs> um, great stuff. Well, look, we we've got a lot of questions already. I feel. So how are we going to do this? So what we got? We've got 25 minutes. Um, so we've got about half hour to go. So we'll tackle a couple of questions, and then I know you've all been p waiting patiently for this. Some of you joined the competition right at the start, which was about three and a bit weeks ago. Um, so really, really appreciate your patience. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll do about 10 minutes of questions and then we'll do the winner announcement. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll do some questions after that as well. That should take us to about half one. Um, and yeah, let's do that. So questions, we, we've had a bunch on... Yeah, email Kitty. and also um, Vicky is on. capturing the ones that you've left in the chat and is feeding them through the magic of technology to us. 
I'll, um, um, I'll tell you what I'll do as well, because we've got loads. I'll fire through some of them. I don't know if you want two each, two and two. Yeah, you want to do two each, yeah. Um, one, I, I'm going to tackle this one first, because I saw someone put up about asthma. Um, someone saying that they got asthma, They, you know, can they do it? And obviously, with regards to any health issue, it's always good to speak to your GP or medical professional. But I'm an asthmatic myself. I know a lot of Evertrekkers who are asthmatics. Um, as long as it's controlled and managed um, at sea level, and you use the same principles at altitude. Um, breathing's still the same. You will get out of breath more. Um, you know, and especially if you've got, you know, so, so definitely take that into the equation. You know, so for instance, just if you're walking up a steep hill and you're getting out of breath and it gets too much, just stop and slow down. No rush, it's altitude. You wanna let your body acclimatize. Um, you know, if you've got things like the set it off, like um, you know, dust or allergies, um, maybe you could start wearing a buff, um, especially on Kili because you've got a lot of the volcanic dust and the ash um, that is quite sandy. Um, mm -hmm. So if that kind of sets your asthma off, just wear a buff. Uh, obviously, if you're booking with us, you will get a buff anyway through one of our welcome packs. Um, uh, so you can obviously use that. Um, that will help it. But yeah, just from a, a fellow asthmatic to a fellow asthmatic, um, it's more about how you manage your body. And if you can manage it at sea level, you can manage it in the mountains. Yep. Um, just uh, let's have a look. Uh, Said was, what's the food and news? Bathroom availability. Food is awesome. A mix, local, western. There's, there's, there's lots of different types of food in Tanzania. Um, bathrooms, actually, we use, um, we have private toilets. There are long drops available if we need to use them. Um, but actually, with all of our groups, um, we take private toilets with our groups on Kili. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So um, I'll answer one from yep. Sarah um, um, Melodieu. It says, how do you manage people acclimatizing to altitude? Uh, it's your one worry signing up to a trip. Honestly, it's probably the one thing that draws people to these adventures and the one thing that puts them off. Yeah. It's amazing because altitude is partly <coughs> what makes it the adventure. Um, it adds a level of uncertainty, yeah. maybe a little bit of danger sprinkled in, and it turns it from just a trek that you'd comfortably com that was confidently and comfortably. And you mix it together. And I mix it together. So you uh, anyway, one that you would <laughs> do quite comfortably, um, and it turns it into like a little what if. So what we try and yeah. do is um, yeah. there are some things you can do before you go. Namely, you want to try and build as much physical resilience as you can. Yeah. Um, so doing some training certainly helps. Um, it is true that even the fittest person can still get altitude sickness. But it's also true that yeah, the fitter yeah. you are, the less likely it is to affect you because you'll be exerting yourself a lot less. You won't be so exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and when you're not exhausted, you're able to eat more, drink more, sleep better. Um, so it does certainly help. Then once you're on the mountain, the one thing that we do is, well, anyone who knows Tanzania will know pole pole, which <laughs> means slowly, slowly. Take it easy. That's yeah. how we go. Everything is pole pole. We take our time, it's a little gentle walk, it's not a push for the summit, yeah. it's not a get to the chopper and we run, it is just relax, take pictures, alone. enjoy yourself. Um, and also the route itself, the Lamosha route is designed, it's perfectly designed for climatization yeah. because rather than only getting four days and then summiting on the fifth, um, you know, you have like a full seven days to get to the summit. Um, and during that time we'll climb high and sleep low which is a tried and tested method for acclimatization yeah there's a lot more I could talk about on that one so if you have any questions don't hesitate to drop us a message we'll happily go through it all with you put your mind to rest there, um, just, I'll jump in because yeah, I know we're doing quickfire but Pratesh just put in there who's, who's on the regular uh, Tuesday tuner now Evertrekker uh, who joins us on the Tuesday tuning every week 
Um, and she mentioned that, uh, sorry, they mentioned that with regards to getting to Summit, uh, normally it'd be about eight hours, and they took nine, and that's fine. Doesn't you know, if matter. it takes a little bit longer, you got there, and that's that's the big thing. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It takes as long as it takes. Back on what you said, like, I mean, some people get there in like six hours, some people get there in nine hours. It's yeah, we're yeah. not about getting there in a time. You know, this isn't. Uh, I always say to people that if you want to do like a, a, a serious adventure challenge, like a race, yeah, they exist in the world. That's not what this is. This is a trek to the top and a trek back down. Enjoyable one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, Dave, go for it. Louise Winter has said, how cold is it? What is the food like? Ooh. So Andy covered the food. You know, yeah. it's really good. You can eat meat and stuff if you're a meat eater. Yeah. You can eat vegetarian, whatever. We yeah. can cater for certain dietary requirements. It's all very good stuff. Um, how cold is it? Depends roughly on what time of year. Um, and really, we're talking about the summit. Yeah. Leading up to the summit, it's, it's, it's quite mild to warm. Yep. You know, it never really gets that cold. Perhaps when the sun goes down, if you're still out and about taking pictures of the sky and stuff, then maybe yeah. you'll want a jacket on and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're going in the height of summer, sort of July, August, you can expect hot temperatures. It's still going to be below zero on the summit most of the time. Yeah. Um, you do get rare occurrences where it'll be like quite warm, depending on what time you arrive. But generally speaking, you'll be on the summit early hours yeah. of the morning, you know, between sort of six and nine. Um, if the sun rises and it's a clear day, it'll warm up. If it doesn't, it'll stay cold. So it is a little bit of a mix and match. Depends on what time of year you go. What we always say, though, is especially on Killy, you need to pack for four seasons. Yeah. You're going to have hot weather. You'll definitely have some rain. It'll definitely be cold yeah. um, and everything in between. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to blast through these. Lee Taylor, how do you prepare your feet? Good question. Um, I think with any adventure, even, even here in the UK or wherever you're watching this from, um, you know, it's just about choosing the right footwear and wearing them in. Um, you know, and that goes for whether you want to wear sort of trekking boots. Some people wear trail shoes. We always err on the side of caution and go for the boots just because it gives you more ankle support. You know, two or three days in, you don't want to be rolling an ankle and that sort of trip over. We always recommend, you know, sturdy ankle boots like the Mandel Boutans. Um, you know, there's lots of um, different types of boots out there, loads we mentioned. We have done numerous lives on footwear. Uh, definitely have a look at some of those lives give you a bit more in-depth around feet. Um, that being said, we do get people who wear trail shoes. You know, they're trail runners, they're used to running, and they prefer it. But it's, you know, obviously this is, you know, we, you can wear what you want. This is just our recommendations. But, you know, we want to get you to the summit and whatever is comfortable for you. So, yeah, regarding looking after your feet, that means just getting out there, wearing in whatever you buy, uh, making sure it's comfortable so you, you don't kind of blister up when you're out there. And same when you're out there, just keep them in the evenings, maybe bring some footwear that you can take off your sweaty boots from the day. Dave, you like to bring like sort of flip-flop sliders, they call Sliders, them? Crocs, Crocs, things like anything that. Anything like that. Something like that. You, or, or, or separate trail shoes that you can get into, out to your boots. Something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, what else we got? I've heard... No, that's there. Do you have any downtime? And your girl? Um, yeah, you do. You do, do have quite a bit of downtime in terms of the... Um, you know, if you get to camp, uh, just using... Uh, so we got Big Tree Camp. Then you've got Shira 1, Shira 2. Normally those days you have a little bit, especially when you get to Shira 2, because you'll get there probably just after lunchtime, and then you've got the afternoon. Normally we go on a bit of an acclimatization hike for about an mm -hmm. hour. So we go up and use our tried and tested, you know, hike high, sleep low method, which helps the body acclimatize. So in the afternoon you'll get some downtime to relax, take pictures, you know, chill, whatever, whatever's good for you, to, whatever you want to do to, to relax. Um, some people play. We played Uno in the camp with the rest of the guys, you yeah, know, and yeah. that is um, get yeah. quite hectic. 
can get quite competitive. Yeah, if someone puts a plus four down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can see that. Oh, turn the tent blue. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, go for it. Next okay. question, Dave. Um, so the next one I've got is from Thomas Edwards. Uh, you've done EBC and you want to do killing next year. Is there much difference in terms of difficulty or prep um, yeah. that you should be doing for a successful summit? Thanks, lads. Um, so it's a little bit like comparing apples and oranges, chalk and cheese in terms of the trip because they're quite yeah. different. But actually... I believe that if you are fit enough to do, if you've done EBC um, yeah. and you did that quite comfortably and you weren't too stressed, then you're most certainly fit enough to do Kilimanjaro as well. Yes. The intensity is a little bit greater on Kilimanjaro because summit day, like I said, is at night. Um, you know, it's quite a long day. Um, yeah. You're a bit tired because of sleep lack and things like that. So it is a little bit more intense, yeah. but in terms of fitness and stuff, if you found that you did EBC comfortably, then whatever you did for EBC should be good enough for Killy. Um, if you found that EBC was like quite difficult in places, then you know yeah. certainly doing some more training um, will help you in that respect. Nice. Um, I find the best training to do is a mixture of like strength and endurance stuff and cardio. Yeah, um, it's good to have cardio. You know, I do a lot of. I used to run, but now I I do it all on the bike. When you're cycling yeah. uphill, it's a really good sort of simulation because although you're moving quite slowly, your your heart rate and your breathing is really rapid. Um, it's kind of similar to how it feels at altitude. So by doing that, yeah. I kind of, when I get into that situation at altitude, it's not unfamiliar, so it's not frightening. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it, really. Uh, next one. Go so on, Dave. I, have I, a I got look. a couple if you want me to jump in. Or are you happy to take another one? Uh, yeah, go on, because I'm just getting lost of them at what time is yeah. the announcement and stuff like that. Soon. <laughs> won't, be, won't be long. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot here around ch charities and, and, you know, Kilimanjaro is kind of world famous, isn't it, for being a peak where a lot of people go out there to raise money for charity, which is epic. And if you're doing that, look, brilliant. Um, if obviously you don't win today, you can still book on and, and raise money for charity, 100%. Um, and there's loads of charities out there, you know. We've got a really useful bit of info around, um, you know, ideas on um, uh, raising money for charity and how to, I mean, because there's a couple of different ways, um, you know, and there are companies out there that specifically are for fundraising and they build it in. We're kind of a little bit different. Um, with us, obviously the trip cost is the trip cost and then whatever you raise outside of that goes to the charity. It's normally how it works. Um, you know, and we kind of prefer that in a way. Obviously there's lots of different ways and I know a lot of people who, who do it for charity, but whatever whatever you raise for charity is amazing. I mean, we've got some charities ourselves that we've supported in the past, mm -hmm. like Breckham Out and Rescue, um, uh, who we, we supported over the last couple of years. We've also helped uh, Thlamai Homeless um, end youth homelessness here in Wales um, just things really that we're close to as well as helping our team over in Nepal during the pandemic so we, we've done some kind of fundraisers but yeah if you're doing the charity stuff go for it um, you know if you book on um, and then obviously afterwards if, if you don't win um, and then uh, we can assist you with regards to, to the fundraising after that yep um, um, I got, go on mate go on sorry uh, is, have you got one yeah I was just just this one Andy Richards really good question what are the add-ons on the trip because yeah, if you do go to if you don't go to Killy, um, obviously it's a long way to go, and some people they want to um, do some things afterwards. And Tanzania is an amazing place; like there's so much to do there. It's world famous, obviously, from the safari side of things, and we offer a couple of different packages for that um, as kind of add-ons to the trip. Um, also, any scuba divers out there, or anyone who just wants to chill on the beach for a few days, you could go down to Zanzibar. Um, where um, the awesome singer Freddie Mercury was born. Uh, you can go down, um, did you know that? I think you've told me before. Have I? 
I thought I'd surprise you with that one, and I'm like... But, um, yeah. <laughs> Zach I just, surprised. I, wow, I, I just I'm fell su- off his chair. I'm, I'm, cer- I'm certain <laughs> you've told me that before. Brilliant. Anyway, Zanzibar is amazing, and, uh, yeah, you can, you can choose to do that. We, I think we've got, like, a three-day and a five-day kind of uh, package after the trip, and you can book that on um, in your uh, members' dashboard uh, if, you're, if you're booked in. Awesome. Um, right, a couple more questions, and yeah, I think so we're going to do the announcement. Danica Woods has said, uh, what's the situation with vaccinations? Do you need to have any Oof. specific jabs before going? Yeah. There are some highly recommended jabs that you're going to need. Um, yeah. Vicky, if you can post the... Um, this is for everyone and Vicky, but if you do, um, if you put Nomad Travel Clinics Tanzania vaccinations into Google, um, Nomad Travel Clinics will come up. Yep. That's where I get my vaccinations from. Um, and it gives you a list of everything that's mandatory and everything that's recommended. The only two that I would say are worth commenting on now, uh, I guess, is rabies, which is optional. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, three. One of them, uh, malaria, which is definitely not optional. You have to take your malaria yes. meds. Um, and also yellow fever. There's a lot about, you know, will you or won't you be allowed into Tanzania yeah. if you have yellow fever? I haven't had it. I traveled to Tanzania. I was fine. It, de- it depends on which countries you're transiting yeah. through. I think if you're coming through Kenya, then you will need yellow fever. Yeah. Um, if you're worried about that, the doctor can give you like an exemption letter that you can take with you. Honestly, when I went there, it wasn't checked yeah. um, because I wasn't transiting through a country where it was mandatory. But yeah. other than that, yeah, you, you can have that. Um, we've, got, we've got ever trackers throughout there now and literally the day one of trekking is today yeah um and you know as far as we know we, we haven't had any difficulties of, of, of their journey yeah and you know regarding uh, we've had about 150 other uh, summiters already this year and um the yellow fever thing isn't it's becoming easier to navigate i think it used to be a, a lot more challenging um, yeah first time i went to tanzania was 2008 and it was you definitely had to have yellow fever it's kind of changed um oh i just saw Zach, did you put something about the, the bottom of the screen? <laughs> I like it. He's supposed to be concentrating on the video, <laughs> and there he is communicating. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Awesome. Cordelia Stevens has yes. said, I'm hoping to climb Kilimanjaro with my mum um, next year for juvenile diabetes. Super, super excited. Yeah. But you were a bit worried about how diabetes is affected when climbing. Are there any tips for diabetics such, yeah. uh, at such altitude? So we have, we've taken quite a few yeah. people who have suffered from diabetes on our trips. Yeah. Um, and I think the first thing to say is that one, obviously, we're not doctors, so any advice we give is anecdotal. But if yeah. you want um, actual medical advice, go to doctor. Um, yeah, the first thing is obviously there's. Um, it depends on which type. So diet can be strictly controlled. Yeah. So either by bringing your own stuff and letting us know what is good and not good for you, we can certainly help. Secondly, um, if it if it requires medication and injections, yeah. um, it's making sure that they are sort of either kept cool or something like that. So some people have like a little cool bag yeah. that they can bring to keep their meds in. Um, altitude nice. won't really exasperate it beyond, you know, if you can get physically quite tired and exhausted. So maybe that might be an issue. So you need to keep on top of it. Certainly what I would suggest is lots of training beforehand and speak to a doctor, but it certainly doesn't um, exclude you from doing Kilimanjaro. We've taken people before and we can certainly manage it for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think as long as it's managed, um, we can manage it in certain ways. Um, when you do book on with us uh, in our kind of new members area now, there is a section there for any kind of medical stuff that's going on um, that we can obviously be aware of, uh, just so we can let our guides know and obviously we keep it confidential, um, you know, any any kind of medical issue. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't like, I mean, we've had so many different 
types of people with many different medical issues on all of our trips, especially Everest Base Camp, mm -hmm. Kilimanjaro, um, you know, even Tupcal, Machu Picchu um, in, in South America, in Peru. And, you know, as long as we know, we can, we can obviously work that and help you. And some people have brought carers with them for specific um, ailments and issues or disabilities. Um, you know, and we can accommodate and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we don't want to say no. Well, let's, let's see, let's, let's, let's think, okay, wh how, how can we make that happen for you? Uh, we're not saying we can do everything, but we can certainly look at it and, you know, we want to make this adventure happen for you because, you know, um, that's what life's about, isn't it? Getting out there and taking on these challenges. If you're motivated and you want to do it, let's, let's make it happen for you. Yep. Um, Dave, I think, I think we should do the winner announcement because we've... You feeling good? Nervy, nervy, <laughs> nervy. Brilliant. Well, yeah, if, if you've ever been on one of our competition winner announcements, normally we'd hold up a board with the name. Mm. Now, we do have a board here with a name. We've also got some juicy little graphics, right, Zach? But what we're going to do is now, Dave has got the person's number, mm. and we're going to call you. So if it, if it is calling, Dave, as you said before, no, try not to swear. Obviously, if you're going to answer, you're going to be quite happy, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully, the person will answer. But, yeah, um, absolutely amazing. Congratulations, if, this person. If they don't answer, do they still win? We don't go to the <laughs> next person on the <laughs> they list. They do, they do. It's just like, it'd be cool if they did Who answer. Who was next on the list? Bri, Bri McAlpine. <laughs> Never mind. He's but teasing you, but, you but now, you, Bri. But you say, the, yeah, this person's won this no matter it. what, right? But, yeah, good luck to everyone. And, look, I just want to say before we do this as well that, you know, it's been amazing. Like I said, we've had 20,000, over 20,000 people enter this, which is wow. insane, um, but fantastic. And also that do check your emails after the live. You know, the fact is you're, you're in the Evertrekker community. Uh, we do this every week where we answer the questions. We talk about different subjects. And there'll be a nice little, um, you know, some runner-up prizes and emails coming your way. So do t keep an eye on your emails after this if you don't win. Yeah. But Dave, I'll uh, leave the honours to you. We will shall I, shall I do quieten it? down. Okay. And we'll put it on loudspeaker. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit quieter so yeah. we can hear them. Okay, so that's yeah. off. Basically, yeah, we did a sound check before this and all we realised was me going, hey, how's it going? And no one else could hear us think of thing. I think we're both naturally quite loud. Yeah, so I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? No, this is, this is going to be a nice, relaxing. Okay, right, you ready? Loudspeaker. Let's have a little look, put it close to the mic. I'll let you do the talking. So. I know. It's a bit typical now, isn't it? Oh, he's not. They're not. Oh, nothing yet. Oof. This is typical, isn't it? Um. Welcome to the O2. <laughs> <laughs> the person you are calling is okay, uh, yeah, This is typical, isn't it? Because you never know, right? This is live. I mean, it's not like, oh, someone's phone isn't ringing. Are they going to leave? Oh, someone's like, Dave's like, my phone's ringing. Everyone's there now, yeah. is thinking. No. Oh, this is gutting, isn't it? It's typical of all the times. Do you want me to try? <laughs> I, I don't think it matters which number you But dial. you never know, do you? Well, we get, this is live now, and we're going to okay. go. Zach is telling us one more time, one more time. One more time, and then we'll, we'll have to move on. <laughs> Everyone's like, you can call me. Right, I'm going to tone it down. Person's going to be panicking there. They're going to have like so many missed calls. Welcome to the O2 oh. Messaging Service. Oh. Never mind. Oh, he's he's let. Sorry, can't talk right now. 
Um, ooh, we got a text from them. Uh, I tell you what, so I put them, make sure you watch. Do you know what that is? The, he's in work. That's one of those auto things that you that you send when you when you don't answer. Do you think that's what it is? That's 100% what it really? is. I know, I've seen the reply. Ah, okay. I get it a lot. Okay, well, we're going to have to announce the winner the old-fashioned way. So the winner, should we do a 3-2-1? Okay, yeah, go on then. We'll do so it the old-fashioned way. The winner, hang on. Because you're going to put it on the screen, right? Here we go. It's going to be a little bit different. Nice. So it's going to show up. And here we go. So we're going to do the winner announcement on okay, the screen. Okay, so, so it's a little bit of a... Is that, are you telling me five seconds or is that wait? And the winner is... Da, 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 da. Robert Still. Robert. Congratulations, Robert. I'm really sorry that you couldn't answer the telephone. Um, you know, but congratulations on winning. Yes, congratulations. The Kilimanjaro trip. That's typical, isn't it? I'm, I'm trying to... He's, he's, he's in the middle of texting. You may never know. He might get him on. Yeah. But just because we, we like to do a little bit of, um, you know, socials off the back of it, should we get the board up as well? Here we go. Traditions, right? This We've is done tradition. this on every Do you know what's one. funny? Like, we do this with the whiteboard and Zach's like, oh, we could do it better. We could get our graphic on the screen. On the screen. So we've, we, we've let him do the graphic, but we're still keeping the we're board. We're still keeping the board, yeah. <laughs> and the winner... There we go. Right, are we on? There we go. Hey. Hey. Lift it up a bit, is it? Lift it. Yeah, but then you can't see us. That's the whole point. <laughs> I think it's because Robert is... Uh, here we go. You're a winner. Great stuff. Well, there we go. Lovely artwork as well. Who was that? Amazing. Was that was that Lauren? Uh, that, was Lauren? This was actually Lauren's artwork. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty loving, good. Loving the artwork. Loving it. That's it. We want to fire off some celebratory. Yeah. But no, um, huge congratulations. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a shame we can't get him on the call, but That's hey. it. We know life happens, and it's in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely be in touch with the winner. Uh, I'm sure he'll reply, um, and then we'll we'll go to it. Um, yeah, but thanks for everyone who've obviously entered. Now we've still got another ten minutes, so I think we'll still take on some more questions. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, we, huh? we can certainly do that. Yeah. Now the um, I've had I've had that big sort of uh, adrenaline rush. Now we yeah. can just, <laughs> were you excited? We can then? Just, I was very excited. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted. I just yeah, you know. Damn it, Rob. Um, <laughs> awesome. It's so, all good. It's all good. Uh, looking at this one, so Becca Clunan has asked, um, yes. what is the rough back sack size? Uh, back sack? Backpack. <laughs> Father Christmas that climbs Killy all the time. Fruity and slip there? Um, <laughs> yeah. What is the, uh, the rough backpack size uh, slash weight um, you will carry to the summit? So um, our yeah. trips are all porter supported. So the majority yeah. of your stuff is in a duffel bag that the porters carry for you. Yeah. We recommend an approximate 30 liter um, day pack. Yeah. Um, you know, some people have taken 25, some people 35. I think 30 is a sweet spot. Osprey is a really, really good brand. Yeah. Um, so I would say 90% of the rucksacks I see on trips these days are Osprey talons. Um, so yeah, they're really, really good. Um, the weight in there, not too much, you know, probably, couple of liters of water that's a couple of kilos and then maybe a two three more kilos of, of just clothes and snacks and stuff like that so nothing more than you wouldn't take on a full day out in the mountains back home yeah um, yeah hopefully that's good for you um, nice uh, sorry I was uh, just, sorry Hannah just... Weir has said how do you charge phones slash cameras so yes we recommend bringing um, portable power banks with you 
Um, so a good make of those is Anchor, but there's also Rav Power and a few other different ones. Um, certainly there's nowhere really to charge on the mountain. Sometimes you can go, there's always like a central registration hut at each camp. Yeah. Sometimes you can pay for charge in there, but it is unreliable and obviously there's a lot of people trying to do it. So I personally always bring portable power banks. Yeah. Um, I think two is enough for the entire trip on Kilimanjaro if you get a high capacity one. Um, and that's it, you're done. Nice. Great questions, great questions. There's, um, not Kili related, but what's the best coffee spot in on Tupacal? There's quite a few in Marrakesh, aren't there? I mean, I'm trying to think now of the best spot. There was, to be honest, if you mm. go to the, in the souks, personally, when you're in, um, if, you, if you're going to Tupacal, any question, any trip, by the way, I know we're, we're here talking about Kili, um, and, but yeah, with regards to, to Marrakesh, um, if you go to the Medina, which is like basically the, the central market area, um, you'll see the souks. Now this is like a labyrinth of, it's like a market crossed with a labyrinth, it's epic. And in there, you have some coffee in there, there's so many different mm -hmm. nice places. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember specifics, but yeah, there's some great ones there. Yeah, I think the best coffee I ever had was back at the refuge after summit night. Yeah, that was good. Well, you needed I, it. I don't know what the brand was, I just know that it was a lovely hot cup of coffee. Nice. A lovely hot cup of coffee that you kept needed me going. It. You needed it. Brilliant. Amazing. Um, I'm just looking, what's the max uh, days you need to set aside for the trip? Um, yeah, really good question. Really good question. Because basically you're on the mountain for eight days. So seven up, one down. And then we like to have two nights before and one after. So say 11 days. Yeah. Um, now obviously if you're coming from the UK, it takes a little bit of time. Usually, there's, there's rarely any direct flights to Tanzania. Sometimes there are, but you have to stop off in the Middle East, um, you know, somewhere like Qatar, like Doha. Um, you know, depending on who you're flying with, you've got Turkish Airlines, uh, you've got Emirates. It, it, there's, there's loads of options. Um, you know, quick little uh, Google or Skyscanner, and you'll see those. Um, and then you might want to stop for an extra couple of days if you want to do a safari or go to the beach. So, let's say you put aside two weeks. Um, that would be enough for um, you know, going yeah. up there, doing the trip, having a chill time and having an, uh, you know, a relaxed time. If you were tight on time, then you know, we, can, we can look to um, you know, get you back within 11 days yeah. uh, if we had to. Um, but yeah, once in a lifetime thing, if you're gonna go out there, it's great to have a couple of days, even if you can get the safari, it's brilliant. It yep. really is. Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, so Kate has asked yep. uh, about yellow fever being mandatory yeah. Um, so it depends on which country you're transferring through. Yeah. Um, you can always um, speak to Nomad Travel Clinic and they can tell you whether you're going to need it or not. If you don't need it and you're still a bit worried that you might get asked for it, you can have an exemption letter from your uh, GP. Um, yeah, I yeah. travel from the UK via Qatar, didn't need one, wasn't asked, no problem, didn't think about it. So hopefully that's good. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, uh, looking, best time of year to go. Uh, I think it's from Thomas Edwards. Thanks, Thomas. Um, yeah, best time of year. There's, there's a lot of times where you can go in Killy. I mean, I mean, to be honest, you can go anytime. Um, what you don't want to do is go through the wet season. So we go in January, February, March, and there's a little bit of a gap. And then we start going again, literally like this month, June. Mm -hmm. So we've got June, July, August, September. And then we usually have a sort of low season. And then you're back again in January. So yeah, there's a lot. There's times like earlier in the year where there's less rain, uh, like February, March, less rain. But then if you go in like April or May, it's a chance of rain. Then you've got the dry season, um, and then, uh, which is, is great. Um, but 
to be honest, any time you got a killie, you might get rain, yeah. <laughs> just because of the the kind of the, the climate that's there. Um, and, you know, and they, they say that the locals kind of say most of the time, and sometimes, uh, killie is wearing its blanket or its duvet uh, because it's covered in cloud, um, and they call that a little duvet, which I thought was quite nice. To yeah, exactly. Picture. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Killie often pulls its duvet over, so you can't see it. <laughs> it does, but still um, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, awesome. Two things I wanted to call out. One yeah. was. Um, so Stefan has asked, um, I'm going to look at the camera because I think Stefan's uh, our deaf guy that's absolutely okay. brilliant at lip reading. Yeah. So he's asked how high is he thinks it was 5'3". It's actually 5895 meters. Yeah. Um, so annoyingly shy of 6,000. Um, I know, you want to just that extra just your hand up a little it's bit. because you know <laughs> you have these like milestones in my mind and yeah. like 5,000 is a big one and then six is the next big 15 one. 15 meters. Ugh, annoying. But hey ho. That's the mountain, still still an epic challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you can do it, yeah, 100%. It's a um, brilliant, brilliant trip. And another one, Alicia Painter said, just wanted to thank you for the advice and reassurance for beginners. My husband is desperate for me to join him next year for his 30th, and I feel I'm just going to go for it now. Honestly, Alicia, that's the type of comment that I absolutely yeah. love to hear. Um, Any time that we can take someone whose mindset was, I don't know, I'm not yeah. sure, am I fit enough, and turn it into, I definitely can do it, I'm 100% going to do it, I want to get, you know, take on the challenge and yeah. yeah whatever you've got to do you know you can do i promise you it's not just for like superheroes and altitude junkies anyone can do it just put a little bit of training in beforehand yeah. couple that with a good sense of humor and a positive mind and you will get to the top i promise you um yeah exactly uh eric how you doing eric great to see you on the live um do the safari even if it's just a couple of days daughter daughter and i went for three days safari life-changing experience in gorongoro is epic yeah, I hope life is yeah. treating you well, Eric. Um, yeah, long time no speak, mate. We'll have to get in touch. Um, Helen, going in September, having nightmares about the Branco War. Is it as bad as it looks? Now, I know we, we were chatting about it earlier on in the live. might be worth, because this will be on replay afterwards. Um, but Helen, yeah, a Branco War, I, I think we felt the same the first time yeah. we went there. And it was, oh, my God, that looks really difficult. But actually, when you're, when you're kind of scrambling through it, um, and there's a, a nice windy path, it's, it's not as hard as I'd seen some of the other videos to kind of put it there. And afterwards I went, like it is challenging, you, you can't get around that. It is, um, uh, you know, it, it's not you know, flat and you will have to do some kind of little bit of climbing, but it's not technical at all. Um, you know, I've got, I, I've trekked there with some friends who um, rarely do any form of trekking and they were fine, yeah. um, you know, and they got to the summit. And it's, it just shows that there's, you know, it is a challenge, but if you take it on with the, you know, that positive mindset, get your body in the best shape possible. Um, you know, like, as Dave said, you don't need to be a superhero, but the fitter you are, the more enjoyable it'll be. Mm -hmm. um, go there to have an awesome time, and and you're going to get the summit. I'm obviously, people can get unlucky. Altitude can hit anyone. Um, you know, we've we've always been quite lucky, and we've had minimal altitude issues. You know, we've had some customers who we've had to get down. Um, you know, we, we'd be lying if we said we'd never had to evacuate on Killy mm. because it is altitude and things do happen and some people's bodies don't adjust, but we'll get you down safely. Um, but, you know, if you go there, uh, you know, with the right mindset, get your body in the right space, we're going to we're going to get you to summit. Absolutely. Mm. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I had a quick question yeah, yeah. here from Adam Edwards. Um, hey, I think Adam, me and Adam trek together on a training weekend. Oh, really? I'm certain oh, hey, about Adam, how's it going? <laughs> um, I think he's got a cute little uh, French bulldog. Ah, yeah. Um, so, Adam, uh, does it get as busy as EBC? Good question. Um, Good question. Yeah, I, I, potentially, yeah. Like, like, like any popular trekking destination, it's always going to attract yeah. a certain number of trekkers. Um, 
having done EBC quite a few times, I would say it, it does kind of vary depending on the season that you go and the time during that season. Yeah. I've certainly been out there where it's not been as busy and certainly when it's been pretty busy. Kilimanjaro, the Lamosha route is probably not as busy as some of the other routes. Yeah. So although you will certainly see other trekkers, there's plenty of time where you're kind of like just trekking in your group and not really surrounded by people. So I would say it's comparable to EBC, maybe a little bit quieter, but it's hard to say because yeah. um, each you know time you set off, it's, a, it's sort of in the hands of the gods really as to how many other people are doing the trip at the same time as you. But I would say, yeah, comparable to EBC. I love that. Mike, another great session. Uh, my Welsh family from Barry Island would say tidy. They would. Oh, tidy, Mike, tidy. <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I used to live in Barry. Awesome place. Yeah, quite close to the sea, isn't it? And uh, especially Barry Island. Have we, any uh, Gavin and Steve? The Isle of Bury. The Isle of Bury. Um, but right, I think we'll we'll kind of bring it to an end in a bit now. But it's um, been really, really great to see so many of you on the live. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, we do these every week. Um, obviously, sometimes we have holidays. You know, we're off. Um, or we're in mountains. Um, sometimes we have different yetis on here. Um, but we always want to, to get these kind of questions, your questions, answered. Um, especially if you're thinking about any adventure. Yeah. Um, uh, especially high altitude things like that because we know that you know we were there once um, you know before ever trek was a thing we went to we wanted to go to these places and were like for me I was wondering about my asthma I was wondering was I fit enough what equipment do I need how much it's going to cost um, you know how much days annual leave do I need you know got all these questions and we want to make sure that those are answered ready for you so you know what well, cool I can actually make this happen um, and not put it to the side for a day down the road when it never happens. Mm -hmm. Let's get it done now. Life is too short, right? Um, so yeah, it's been really, really great to, uh, yeah. live, Dave. Any, I usually leave you with a final thoughts. On yeah, today. no. Um, yeah, thank you everybody for joining yeah. in. Um, if this is the first Tuesday tune in and you found us because of the comp, yeah. know that we do this every single Tuesday um, at 12.30. We talk about all things trekking related, all things adventure related. So yeah, please come back and keep joining us because yeah. um, it means more to us. The more people join, the more people get convinced to go out there and do amazing things. It's, uh, it's a good feeling. Yeah. So please, please keep me going um, and also there is a quick question from Will Smith what's the hardest part of climbing Killy summit night definitely if you want to talk more in depth about it drop me a message but I couldn't yeah. let Will Smith hang no you don't want to leave him uh, don't want to leave yeah, Will but other there. than that guys yeah fantastic and obviously congratulations um, to Rob um, obviously we'll be in touch gutted we couldn't speak to you but uh, you know we'll obviously give you a call afterwards if you're watching this um, to everyone else like I said at the beginning just do keep an eye out your emails this afternoon um, and yeah, see you again next week. Take it easy. Bye.